Blog Talk Radio. Republican when it comes to American power in the Middle East. 
what I would say is that the war emboldened Iran. Iran is much more of a threat because of the Iraq war than they were before. Before there was a standoff between Sunnis and Shiites. Now there is Iranian hegemony throughout the region. Yeah, well, you know, gee whiz, Rand, what a brilliant asshole you are, all right? You know, just like your dad, all right? Uh, you know, a dollar late and a dollar short, you know? So it's like, you know, up yours. Anybody can have a rearview mirror. Yeah, yeah, Rand is an asshole, and so is Ron Paul and all these other idiots. You know, they just... They just Clean make, it up a little bit there, man. No, I'm sorry. I, I got no patience anymore, lad. I got no patience with people anymore, you know, with this stuff. I just... Here's, here's one. Coke and Pepsi are used as pesticides in parts of India because they are cheaper and just as effective, if not better. If you don't believe it, here's more proof, okay? Coke and Pepsi are used as pesticides. Can you imagine that, folks? Let's turn to yeah, see. I mean, it just amazes me that, you know, we're drinking this shit, okay? It's unbelievable. Well, I'm not. No, you're not, neither am I, but, I mean, people have it, we have. Pepsi and Coca-Cola strongly... Uh, yeah. Farmers in India and state of Chachagura, okay, use Coke and Pepsi as pesticides because it's cheaper than and pesticides and gets the job done just as well. Whoa. Yeah. Police and uh, Pepsi and Coke strongly disagree with their products can be used as pesticides because they say there is nothing in the drinks that can cause use this pest. Uh, as pest control. Yeah, idiots from Facebook here. But right. the farmers in the district disagree with and have successfully used uh, Pepsi and Coke to, per, uh, to protect their rice plantations against pests. And if you remember correctly, Rananangagong okay, uh, recently grew a world record in rice production without the use of GMOs. We know... Uh, using cola as pesticide isn't exactly 100% natural or organic, but surely it must be safer than traditional poisons. This is a trend that is seen across other parts of India with farmers using other Indian brands of colas too. The practice of using soft drinks instead of pesticides, which are up to 10 times more expensive, is gaining as much popularity that the sales of soft drinks have increased dramatically in many villages. Farmers say the use of pe pesticides can cost about 70 rupees an acre, $1.50. By comparison, if they mix up a bottle of Pepsi or Coke with water and spray it on their crops, it costs 55 or 60 rupees less per acre. When you multiply these savings, the farmers are noticing a significant change in earnings, and at the same time are noticing the lack of pesticide use is keeping their soil rich. Agricultural speci specialist Devendra Sharma says some farmers actually think that the drinks are the same as pesticides, but he explains it's most likely because of the sugar syrups, and when they are poured on crops, they attract ants, which in turn feed on the larva of insects. Pretty interesting, huh? How many of you think this is a better idea than pesticide usage? Uh, so use Coke and Pepsi. That's... Uh... <laughs> This guy, the guy who's an Indian farmer who talks about it somewhere down the road. Of course, both cola companies can take heart that they are not utterly useless. Farmers in northern Lucknow use them as pesticides, and it's cost-advantageous too. 
For while pesticides cost about $20 to $30, spraying their fields with colas cost only about $6 to $8. A study released by the Center for Science and Environment found a pesticide residue of 11.85 parts per billion in 57 samples of cola drinks, about 24 times higher than limits agreed to. And while both Pepsi and Coke profess innocent, considering that this is the second damnation in three years, not many are buying either their protest or their products. So, if you if you you know, you're better off using it as a pesticide than you are drinking the damn stuff. Yeah. But. Why Walmart and Costco shrimp prices are so low, and why you should never buy from them again? Ooh, yeah. Let's check this one out. I've never bought shrimp from Costco or or Walmart. Walmart. No, I haven't either. Yeah. Some of the most popular American corporations are selling shrimp at super cheap prices from Thailand, where migrant workers are in slavery. Like in Nazi Germany, being tortured while they work for no pay 20 hours a day. Shoot. Oh, my God. Wow, that's, that's pretty horrible. Okay. Uh, yeah. uh, how much shrimp is being imported? That's processed by slaves, including child slaves. Walmart and Costco are contributing to the chaos, buying and selling shrimp exported from Thailand every year, and it's slave sh labor shrimp at rock-bottom cost. No wonder Walmart and Costco are such successful businesses. They el What else are they buying that makes that made by slaves who are tortured mentally, physically, while working 20 hours a day for zero pay? Wine, maybe? Wine? Oh, wow. Uh... Expensive television advertising cost and slave labor. One wonder, no wonder these massive corporations can afford to advertise regularly on TV. Now you see, now you see what corporations are really doing to America, supporting this and adding to the behind closed door slavery. All right, much like Nazi Germany 75 years ago. Are you a criminal if you know about criminal activity and still give the perpetrators your money? Now we all see what real advertising revenue is. Where real advertising revenue is generated by selling super cheap shrimp. We're talking about farm-raised shrimp that are fed toxic, non-edible seafood and processed by tortured slaves. No wonder these huge American corporations can afford to advertise during Pride Time or during the Super Bowl and have billboards near every major highway exit and a full-page color ads on back pages of newspapers. Well, you know, the only problem I got here with this is that I, you know, uh, almost every single, pro, pro, every place you look, every store you go to, stopping shop or mm -hmm. wherever, they all got they all sell shrimp from Thailand. Yeah. It's not just Walmart and uh, Costco. I mean, I mean, Aldi's and Price Right and all these places, they mm. all sell, sell uh, the same stuff. And they're all about the same price. Right, which is expensive. No? Oh, I haven't bought it at Costco or... Um, I mean, I think $5, or what is it, for $4.99 uh, is, 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 for a package, a 12-ounce package, is pretty damn expensive. 
Right. And it's probably it's more not cheap. it's probably more expensive at those other stores. I don't know. Some of the other stores, yeah. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. I've purchased five packages of shrimp so far. I have used three first two days of exact twenty-two shrimps in the package. That's why I say no, no, I say that this is bullshit. I, I don't. Yeah, know. I don't really. I, this, this, you know, healthy holistic living. Well, you know, maybe, but I, I don't. Quite they didn't really say how much it costs. No. They didn't compare it to and the cost of... They say it's slavery wages, but, you know, Christ, if you, if you look everywhere you look, I mean, Thailand, uh, food is everywhere. Everywhere. You know, well, it's not just McDonald's or, not McDonald's, uh, um, uh, Walmart and Costco. You know what I mean? It's, it's like let me also add that Americans are paid among the lowest wages in a you know, yeah. minimum wage you know that? of all the industrial yeah. countries. That's so a lot of those, a lot of Americans are practically slaves. We pay, we pay less, we pay less minimum wage than almost every other industrial country in the world. Yes, we do. Our minimum Pretty wage sad. is the least. All right, so let's get off the high horse. That America is such a freaking great place to to work. Huh. Uh, anyway, folks. Uh, circle of insanity, the blatant chemical spraying of our skies. We're going after food tonight. We're going after geoengineering tonight. We're going after everything tonight because we're just sick of everything. You know what I mean? But you know, you've seen this. You've seen the skies. You've seen the markings. You know what chemtrails are. And if you don't by now, you're as stupid as wood because you know you got to see it. You got to know it. You know it's everywhere, everywhere above your head. How is it possible that anyone could deny the atmosphere spraying so very visible in our skies? How can we explain why some are willing to face reality and so many others are not? Human denial knows no bounds. Though many are still silent on the most critical issue of aerosol chemical spraying going around the world, this is soon enough change as the implosion of our paradigm unfolds. For, some, for those of us that are not afraid to see and not afraid to speak out, we must sound the alarm with every bit of effort and effectiveness we can muster. Every day matters in the fight to expose and stop climate engineering. That's Dane Wigington. And we've talked to him before on this show. Um, and let, let me go to this. This is six minutes. Uh, says a circle of insanity, the blatant chemical spraying of our world.
Oh, how about this? The devastating social and environmental impacts of the Keystone Trans-Canada Tar Sands Pipeline. The people pushing for approval of the Keystone XL Pipeline argue that running this Tar Sands Pipeline from Canada to the Gulf is a net positive for America, that it will create jobs and make our country more energy independent. The argument could not be further from the truth, and you don't have to take our word for it. We went to the source and talked to those who would be most directly affected by the pipeline's construction. We spoke with the members of the First Nations tribes whose way of life is threatened by the tar sands extraction process. We talked to the American families who live along the pipeline's proposed path. These are the communities that will be most adversely affected by this 1,179-mile-long dirty oil superhighway that for foreign oil markets, more than anyone else, they understand what's at stake. Share the stories of these caretakers and warriors with the people you know and help make sure our lawmakers get the message. Pay a lawmaker and they'll they'll remember anything. I'm Jim Carlson. I live in Polk County, Nebraska. I've lived there all my life. Fifty eight years. It's been five generations that my family has farmed this land that I farm now. And the sixth generation is wanting to drive the tractors and, and climb up the grain bins and everything else. So it's something that I'd like to see my family continue. TransCanada offered Jim 245000 to reroute the Keystone X pipeline to property. The tar oil was just like any other regular oil that I've been around, that it would float on the surface, and it wouldn't contaminate down into the groundwater. And I found out that tar sands oil did float on the water. found out that the oil wasn't going to do anything for the Americans. It was going to be exported. The only people that I can see it's going to be beneficial to are the oil companies and the countries that take the dirty oil. Jim turned down the TransCanada's offer. I guess what it amounted to was that that $244,000 was not enough money for my grandchildren to not be able to drink this fresh, cool, clean, bountiful water supply that I drank all my life. Across America's heartland, TransCanada targets farms like Jim's in their rush to get that pipeline. There will be some communities that will not be adversely affected. A lot of times I drive through those plants with my son. The smells are there. The destruction is there. It makes me sad just knowing that that I got to drive through that. And I always try to, you know, assume that the pollution that's coming out of there is destroying our Mother Earth. It's making our our animals sick. And uh, maybe someday you too will 
will be that person, that warrior that will stand up and uh, continue on doing what you think is right for our land. <coughs> Within that perimeter are all the old sand plants, and I wouldn't hunt and harvest in those areas because of uh, the way they conduct business. The tailings ponds, the air quality, what's going into the rivers. Every year it seemed like I had to move <coughs> further away because of more development. It's to the point where I have to travel probably 100 kilometers downstream now to harvest and practice my traditional ways. fact 
that they are literally carrying out weather and biological warfare against their own countrymen. The links below illustrate a few of the consistent and the existing documents and articles regarding the U.S. military and its urgent uh, con concern over the state of the climate, uh, global climate. Um, and there's a bunch of links here. The damage uh, being done by these completely unregulated and out-of-control climate modification programs cannot be qualified. Below are some of the known consequences of global engineering programs. Completely disrupted global hydrological cycle or rain cycle is destroying them, okay? Causes epic drought in some regions and cataclysmic floods in others. Loss of blue skies and direct sunlight thus affecting photosynthesis greatly increases global drought overall, greatly diminishes crop yields, decimated ozone layer, northern and southern hemisphere, contaminated soils, contaminated water, contaminated atmosphere and breathable air, air column, unqualifiable negative impacts on all life forms, increased dry lightning strikes creating record forest fires, and contributes to the triggering of climate feedback loops like methane, hydrate, and calcite releases. If there are, was anything truly benevolent about global spraying, why would there be so much effort to keep these programs hidden? Why would virtually every government agency aggressively deny their existence? The military-industrial complex is doing whatever it deems necessary to increase its power, no matter what the cost of the planet or all life that exists here. Their past conduct makes this abundantly clear. The detonation of over 2,000 nuclear bombs on planet Earth would make this clear. We are not dealing with sanity in any sense of the word in regard to the runaway juggernaut that is the global power structure and its military-industrial complex. All things considered, global geoengineering is not a cure, but a curse so horrific that it is quite literally puts life on Earth in a balance. It is up to all of us to bring this greatest untold issue to light and to home. Our lives and our long-term survival depend upon it. And that's Dan Wigington. And I say, Dan, you're right on there, buddy. I hope to help. You know, you know you're absolutely right. So, it's, a, it's a nightmare out there. And we're being, we're being said. I love this thing. Guy sent it to me today. He says, you believe, you actually believe that criminals will obey gun laws? Well, you are a special kind of stupid, aren't you? Yep. I swear to God. Pfeiffer Executive Committee members awarded double pay raises after new ethic rules being bonuses. Isn't that amazing? Yes. World Football's top 25 officials have had their salaries doubled after a new ethics committee promised to stamp out their bonuses. <laughs> and investigation has claimed. It is alleged that Pfeiffer, which faces corruption claims over the awarding of the 2022 World Cup to Qatar, also offered to pay its executive committee in wads of cash through a Swiss bank account. <laughs> the claims today revealed in a, in a cache of millions of documents leaked to the Sunday Times really? of, of the latest in a growing litany against the governing body of world football. There you go. Did that surprise you? No. It doesn't surprise me. They're all corrupt. Everybody's corrupt. 
Here, here's this guy on Fox News. I, I get a kick out of it. Yeah, I don't care for him much, but he did say something truthful here. says, think Obama would uh, let us uh, take his fence down? The guy says, if the president tells you fences don't work, ask him why he's got one around the White House. <laughs> that was by Charles Coatharmer Ammer from Fox News. Why has he got one around the White House? Very true. Oh, Here's a wonderful one I want you to hear, okay? Uh, this is like watching MSNBC after an Obama speech, okay? Here we go. There's a whole bunch of goats. Tell me, uh, oh, is that what those are? Yeah, they're goats. Now, listen to this. Now, tell me this is not like MSNBC after an Obama speech. Let's see. Hang on.
the big six companies, which means energy prices are going to continue rising as they keep increasing the energy prices 20% year on year. The fracking industry will generate 70,000 new jobs in Britain alone. The Institute of Directors have been the main people behind the jobs argument. And inter interestingly, the very first institute of directors about, about, about but, but this is true about fracking. It's true anywhere. But what fracking is a... 5,000 jobs in this process. This yeah. is how they try to sell 4,000 jobs when those 5,000 people spend their income. When they count the job figures, they count not only the people employed by that industry, they count people who work as chambermaids and waitresses, and in some parts of the states, they count sex workers. If you want to make a difference, you need a different economic strategy, not more of the same. We don't want to rely on Russia for our fuel or anybody else. We need to be fracking now so that we have enough fuel for energy security. Without fracking, US we're in yeah, real danger of the lights going out. The idea of national security implies that somehow this is our gas. The way our economy works is we buy and sell at different prices on a European market, which is also part of a worldwide market, that dictates the prices. We don't say, we grew it here, it's ours. Ask yourself what energy security really means to you. What is that? What does it really mean? It's a buzzword. The fact remains that if we stay on target to meet our climate targets, by 2020, we'll have already reduced our energy dependence on foreign oil and gas by 65%. And that's for Putin. The amount of gas we get from him is so small, it's nothing. And so we don't need Putin, and we don't need fracking. <laughs> This is the Wild West, you know. Britain has always had a gold standard regulation of health and safety, and we will continue to ensure complete safety throughout the UK fracking industry. About that gold standard, you know, we keep getting told we have a gold standard of regulation. Well, we were told we had a gold standard banking regulation, and then we had to bail the banks out. We were told we had gold standard food regulations, then we found horse meat in our mints. According to the industry's own data, 5% of wells fail immediately, which means the cement casing breaks down and leaves an open pathway for the chemicals used in the fracking fluid to migrate into the water table. 50% of them fail within 30 years. And don't forget, even with gold standard regulation, accidents will occur. They will. That's just inevitable. <laughs> fracking is going to help us bridge the gap to a renewable energy future. That's exactly the same terminology that was used in the United States. Forty years ago, people were making the argument that gas would be our bridge to renewable energy, and we haven't seen that. We've seen it now being sold as our energy future. We're running out not just of oil, but of many of the minerals essential that make technological society work. And so this whole model of industrialism, which we've had for 250 years, has reached its limit. And now it's time to change. <laughs> we hear a lot of buzzwords repeated all the time. They all sound quite good, but scratch the surface and see what they really mean. I think you'll be surprised. <laughs> Arguments here. Don't believe anything about it. 
Tell the FDA to label genetically engineered foods. Well, you know, uh, there's a petition over here that I'm looking at. I think they should just get rid of them. But it says the uh, Monsanto, Nestle, Dow, and Pepsi don't want genetically engineered foods to be labeled, but more than 90% of Americans do. 90%. Mm-hmm. The Food and Drug Administration could require mandatory GMO labeling as part of their new nutrition label and give people the right to know what's in their food. Fill out the form to the right, add your name to the message below, and we'll submit a comment on your behalf to the FDA before the August 1st deadline. So what's the site that that you're on so you could tell people? Okay, the site that I'm on is called Food Food and Watch. uh, Food and Water. Oh, Left Action. Left. Left Left Action. Left Action. Yes. And this is the Food and Water Watch. And it's food and, and and for a sign, okay, an and sign. It's not food and water. It's just food and water with the and sign in there, okay? So, you know, uh, just to make it impossible. Or left, left action. Okay. I think it's left action is the, is the name of the site. Uh, I can't, so. If you can't find it, they're illiterate. Left action, tell the Left FDA. Action. Leftaction.com. Mm-hmm. Okay. Health professionals call to end to water fluoridation. This was really interesting to me because, you know, we've got to get rid of the water fluoridation, folks. It's killing us. It's killing us. A new effort is being launched today to reverse our reliance on a chemical that's supposed to improve our health, not jeopardize it. We're talking about fluoride, and of course it's something all of us are exposed to every day. I-Team's uh, Roberta Baskin is here with the details on this. Roberta. Well, if public, if public health officials knew then what they know now, would we have fluoride? Would it be added to our drinking water? Well, today a coalition of scientists, dentists, and doctors are taking action to stop fluoridation until it is proven safe. For decades, Americans associated fluoride with good dental hygiene, which is why it's still added to most public water supplies, including many in the Washington area. The American Dental Association called fluoridation one of the best public health ideas ever. Absolutely, (coughs) fluoride is safe. it's effective. It has reduced the decay rate in the population by about 20 to 40 percent over the last liar, six years. Liar. But today, 600 health professionals and scientists, including Dr. Arvid Carlson, a Nobel laureate of medicine, are calling on Congress to ban the use of fluoride immediately. Among the petitioners, Bob Carton, a former Environmental Protection Agency scientist. He says fluoridating water was a mistake from the beginning. It was a foolish thing to do years ago. They didn't have enough information. They hadn't really been tested. In fact, a 2005 Centers for Disease Control study found too much fluoride has caused irreversibly discolored teeth in one out of three children. And a major report by the National Academy of Sciences says toxic levels can lead to severe permanent pitting of the enamel in children. Fluoride can also build up in the bones to cause pain, stiff joints, and skeletal abnormalities when they get older. Is it cumulative poison. It just gradually builds up and it gradually causes harm. But the EPA isn't about to make any quick decisions about the Academy's finding that toxic levels of fluoride must be drastically lowered. We uh, take their recommendations very seriously. We also have a commitment 
to get additional information and validate it and work with other public health authorities. Last November, concerns over excess fluoride prompted the American Dental Association to warn parents not to mix baby formula with tap water during an infant's first 12 months. So given a, a, an infant's small weight, certainly we, we've put uh, recommendations out there for mothers. And for years, the Food and Drug Administration has required warning labels to keep toothpaste out of the reach of children under six, and if swallowed, to get medical help or contact a poison control center right away. In 2005, more than 22,000 people did. Too much of any good thing can be a bad thing. Still, the American Dental Association insists fluoride is crucial for preventing tooth decay. We prevent a lot of suffering and pain that's totally unnecessary and preventable, both in adults and children. The EPA, the FDA, CDC, ADA, and other combinations of the alphabet have argued the safety of fluoride for years. Maybe it is time to get all those different views together at a congressional hearing and straighten out all the mixed signals that the public is getting. Meanwhile, fluoride remains. But it seems like what they've got to do first is figure out exactly what the safe level is, because if too much is the problem, what is the right amount? There's no answer to that, and what amount are you getting, because what dose are you getting? It depends on your body weight and how much water you drink and other things. Mm -hmm. Right. Okay. Very interesting. Uh, Thank excellent. you. Yeah, well, you know, folks, if you drink water that's fluoridated, you you got problems. That's all there is to it. And if you use a if you use a uh, uh, a fluoridated toothpaste, you got problems too because you're just exposing yourself to this stuff. It's making your teeth extremely brittle. Okay, when you get to be over 50 years old, you start finding your teeth starting falling out of your mouth. Okay, they start breaking apart because you've used fluoride all your life. Lila and I have not used fluoride in, what, five years, maybe? Mm -hmm. And since then, we can guarantee you that we have not had any dental problems. Yeah, and, and as you get older, your teeth seem to crumble. They seem, they seem to get brittle, but yeah. ours have gotten stronger and whiter and better just from using uh, Tom's free fluoride, uh, free fluoride toothpaste. Fluoride free. Fluoride free, you know. Mm -hmm. So, man. Ugh. Uh, I would urge you to think about it. I would it. think about it, and... Maybe make the switch. testimony that we're better off without it. Democrats versus Republicans. It's kind of like Twix and uh, Twix uh, peanut butter or Twix caramel. Okay. I liked um, Ralph Nader's description: Tweedledee and Tweedledum. Same, same thing. Yeah, same thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Coincidence? Our coincidence? Murder rate drops 50% in Denver after legalizing marijuana. Mm. Isn't that amazing? Huh? Sure. What do you think of that? That's because they got rid of the gangs and no rip-off dealers. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, no crooked dealers. Yeah. So, uh, this this one this one totally pissed me off. So I'll read it. <laughs> uh, exam, examiner.com says the Department of Justice pursues immunity for Bush and six others for Iraq war crimes. This was done on August 22, 2013, and amnesty was granted to Bush, so that you know. That's why I want everybody to understand it. This is an older article, but nevertheless, it's an article that should be listened to because uh, this this has really happened. Okay. Uh, Department of Justice, God, this thing's got more pop-ups than anything I've ever yeah. seen. Unbelievable. What a horrible 
I can't hear it. I know, but I can't. I can't get rid of this stupid. You just turn up the, the volume. Yeah, but it's not that. It's, it's not that. It's, it's not that at all. It's a bunch of shit pop-ups everywhere. Sorry. You gotta listen to that idiot here, too. Yeah, Lord, man. I tell you, you know what I hate more than advertisements is pop up advertisements. Anyway, the Department of Justice has filed a grant of immunity. It's filed a grant of immunity for war crimes. This was back again, August of last year. Mm -hmm. Okay, Richard Cheney, Condoleezza Rice, Colin Powell, Paul Wolfowitz, and Alan Wormsell. The filing for the immunity of war crimes was made with the uh, <clears throat> United States District Court uh, of California, San Francisco Division. The filing is for procedural immunity in a case alleging that they planned and waged the Iraq war in violation of international law. Mm -hmm. The plaintiff in this case is Sundas Shakar Shaleh, an Iraqi single mother and refugee now living in Jordan. She filed a complaint on March 13th in San Francisco Federal Court alleging that the planning and waging of the war constituted a crime of aggression against Iraq, a legal theory that was used by the Nuremberg uh, Tribunal to convict uh, Nazi war criminals after World War II. In her lawsuit, Saleh alleges that Richard Cheney, Donald Rumsfeld, and Paul Wolfowitz began planning the Iraq War in 1998 uh, through their involvement with the uh, project for the New American Century, a Washington, D.C. nonprofit that advocated military overthrow of Saddam Hussein. Once they came to power, Saleh alleges that Cheney, Rumsfeld, and Wolfowitz convinced other Bush officials to make to invade Iraq by using 9-11 as an excuse to mislead and scare the American public into supporting a war. Finally, she claims that the United States failed to obtain United Nations approval prior to the invasion rendering the invasion illegal and an act of impermissible aggression. The DOJ claims that in planning and waging the Iraq War, ex-President Bush and key members of the administration were acting within legitimate scope of their employment and are thus immune from suit, Chief Counsel Inder Komar of Komar Law says. The Westfall Act certification submitted pursuant to the Westfall Act of 1988 permits the Attorney General at his or her discretion to substitute the United States as the defendant and essentially grant absolute immunity to government employees for actions taken within the scope of their employment. The good news is that while we were disappointed with the certification, we weren't prepared for it. Komar we were said. prepared for it. We were, yeah. We do not see our Westfall Act certification as appropriate, given that Ms. Sele alleges that the conduct at issue began prior to these defendants ever entering into office. I think the Nuremberg procedure prosecutors, particularly American Chief Justice Robert Jackson, would be surprised to learn that planning a war of aggression at a private nonprofit, misleading a fearful public, and foregoing proper legal authorization somehow constitutes lawful employment duties for the American president and his or her cabinet. Mm. All right? So there's actually a case out there. So don't miss any of Las Vegas Democratic Examiner articles on this subject. And the case is Saleh versus Bush, Bush, okay? So you can check that out. But uh, interesting. And that's from the examiner.com. Yeah, and uh, the asshole Obama, 
gave them complete an immunity. All right? Yeah. Yeah. Here, anyway. The Department of Justice, uh, right. the Department of Justice uh, asked court to grant immunity to George W. Bush for Iraq War. All right, this was uh, August 20th. Okay, this was what two days after they filed uh, suit. Mm-hmm. Okay, so August 20th, 2013, court papers filed today. Uh, the United States Department of Justice requested G.W. Bush, Richard Cheney, Donald Rumsfeld, Colin Powell, Condoleezza Rice, and Paul Wolfowitz be granted procedural immunity in a case alleging that they planned and waged the Iraq war in violation of international law. No, no, but I mean, they yes. filed for immunity. Mm-hmm. The other ones filed the lawsuit. That's right. Okay, so I just wanted you to know what happened here. Okay, and it goes on a little bit, but Comar Law, you know, so just understand that the bastards are still being prosecuted. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but here we go. Radio frequency assault on planet Earth's life support system. I think it was important that she filed that even if it was denied. Oh, I think so. That well by her, her doing it caused them to cause Obama to give him a freaking immunity. Yeah. But what a piece of crap. It shows what they are though. Yeah. Radio frequency assault on planet Earth's life support system. Hmm. The, the, the clouds reveal an otherwise silent, lethal, and constant assault on our biosphere. The extra low frequency or ELF radio waves that are continually bombarding the entire planet can be seen and easily recognized in cloud formation. The threat posed uh, to the entire web of life from these frequencies cannot be overstated. My thanks to those who put together this six-minute video below. The footage is exceptional, compelling, and shocking. The total hindrance of Earth's life support systems can be pushed from us all over the edge. It's time to make our collective voices heard. Climate engineering must be exposed and halted, or we will soon enough have nothing left to salvage of our once thriving planet. That's my yeah. name, Willingham. I don't know if this is a good one. I, 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 I don't know if there's any audio in here. There's a lot of cloud formation. They're show, what they're showing is the erratic cloud formation caused by the electromagnetic uh, pulses that are, that are, are shot. Oh, it's in the
as there is practically no evidence in tooth decay rates between fluoridated and non-fluoridated countries, and no difference between states that fluoridate a high versus low percentage of their water. Yet, while fluoride in drinking water does not decrease rates of tooth decay, numerous studies show that this chemical may has a wide array of devastating health effects, one of them being lower IQ. Huh. A review of brain studies, all right, uh, of brain studies involving the use of fluoride has concluded that one of the adverse effects of fluoride exposure on children is damage to their neurological development. According to the Harvard researchers, uh, children... There should be a law against pop-ups on anything. This just adds to the growing number of animals in human studies uh, representing the uh, demonstrating that brain fluoride inflicts on your uh, does damage fluoride inflicts on your brain, including your penile gland. Oh. As the results of one study looking at children's intelligence in two towns, one with fluoridated water and one without, were particularly revealing. Without 20, with, with about 28% of the children in the low fluoride area scoring as bright, normal, or high intelligence, uh, compared to only 8% in the high fluoride area. Hmm. Further, 15% of children in the high fluoride area uh, cities have signs of mental retardation, compared with only 6 in the low fluoride center. Hmm. Okay. In the study, even accounted for other potential variables, such as lead exposure, iodine deficiency, or a history of brain disease and head injury. Okay. There have been over 23 human studies and 100 animal studies linking fluoride to brain damage. This wow. includes such effects as reduction in nic nicotinic, nicotinic receptors, reduction in lipid content, and impairment in antioxidant defense systems. Damage to the hippocampus, damage to... Perkinja cells, increased uptake of aluminum, form formulation of beta amyloid plaques, the classic brain abnormality in Alzheimer's, exacerbation of lesions induced by iodine deficiency, accumulation of fluoride in the penile gland. And some of these effects have been observed even as low levels of exposure, such as one part per million hmm. of fluoride in water. This is below the U.S. Environmental uh, Protection Agency's safe drinking level, which is four parts per million, and right uh, around the levels used in floor water fluoridation problems, which may range from 0.7 to 0.12 ppms. Okay. Mm -hmm. Fluoride in your drinking water is an industrial waste product. Did you know the United States is one of only eight countries in the entire developed world that fluoridates more than 50% of its water supply? Even China does not allow water fluoridation because it's too toxic and causes damage, according to their studies. Instead, the waste product from their phosphate fertilizer industry is shipped to the United States, where we add it to our water supply. Can you imagine that? Oh, yeah, the freaking Chinese won't take it in theirs. They send it to us, and we add it to our water supply. We've got to be the biggest idiots in the freaking world. This is a very important point. The fluoride added to your water is not even par pharmaceutical grade. It's a toxic industrial waste product, which is also contaminated with lead, arsenic, radiocolatoids, or whatever, aluminum, and other industrial contaminants. 
The story gets even more convoluted as now classified, declassified files of Manhattan Project and the Atomic Energy Commission show that the original motivation for promoting fluoride and water fluoridation in the United States was to protect the bomb, aluminum, and other fluoride-polluting industries from liability. In the early days, some of the sodium fluoride used to fluoridate water supplies in the U.S. came from Alcoa. A couple of years ago, later, they uh, switched the even more hazardous waste product, hydrofluorosilic acid, from the uh, phosphate fertilizer industry. While the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, CDC, officially claims that for more than 65 years, water fluoridation has undergone extensive scientific studies, views, blah, blah, blah. For many years, panels of experts for different health and scientific fields have provided strong evidence that water fluoridation is safe and effective. This claim appears to have the flimsiest of foundations. Oh, doesn't it make you sick yeah. reading that? According to a 2006 report from National Research Council, extensive amounts of research are inconclusive or still missing and need to be conducted to evaluate the whole body impact of fluoride. Not only that, but their scientific review also identified research suggesting a variety of harmful effects from skeletal fluorosis, bone fractures, and potentially even cancer. With that in mind, how can the CDC claim that extensive research has concluded water fluoridization is safe for all community residents without differentiation between infants and adults, the sick or the healthy? And how can the CDC possibly claim, as they often do, that water fluoridation is one of the top public health achievements of last century? Fluoride is a toxic agent that is biologically uh, active in the human body where it accumulates in sensitive tissues over time, wrecks havoc with enzymes and produces a number of serious uh, adverse health effects, including neurological and endocrine dysfunctions. So why is it still being added to so much of the U.S. water supply? Healthy foods, not fluoride, essential for healthy teeth. Fluoride... Well, let's just read this last well, thing. Well, I, I want this thing because let's, let's say what this is real. Hey, we're going over the. We are going over time, but this is important. Healthy food, not fluoride. All right, fluoride predominant action is on the surface of your tooth, although even this is now is not questionable, and from inside the body. So the idea that any Americans are are still being forced to swallow it for their teeth defies all common reason. Good oral health and strong, healthy teeth are not the result of drinking fluoridated water and brushing your teeth with fluoridated toothpaste. Rather, it's virtually all about your diet. Dr. Weston A. Price, who is one of the major nutritional pioneers of all time, completed some of the most extensive research on this topic back in the early 1900s and documented his findings in his classic book, Nutrition and Physical Degeneration. He found native tribes who were eating their traditional diet had nearly perfect teeth and were almost 100% free of tooth decay. And they did not have toothbrushes, floss, toothpaste, or root canals and fillings. But when these tribal populations were introduced to sugar, white flour, guess what happened? Their health and their perfect teeth rapidly deteriorated, just like the kids in El Salvador. By avoiding sugars and processed foods, you prevent the proliferation of the bacteria that caused decay in the first place. Most people whose diets include very little sugar and few processed foods have a very low rate of tooth decay. 
So the simple act of limiting or eliminating sugar and avoiding processed foods, along with regular cleanings with your natural, mercury-free dentist, will ensure your teeth and gums stay healthy and cavity-free naturally. There you go. Infants and children are among those most at risk. Breast milk contains very little, almost no fluoride, and this is by design. Remember, fluoride is a neurodevelopmental toxin that can damage a baby's brain. Um, the case against fluoride explained. In the view of many critics of fluoridization, including uh, Abby Carlson, Nobel laureate in medicine of physiology, is it is reckless to expose infants to levels of fluoride orders of magnitude higher than that found in breast milk. In the U.S., infants who are fed formula reconstituted with formula tap water receive the highest level of fluoride per kilogram body weight in the human population. Specifically, infants who are fed formula made with fluoridated water at the current level of one part per million uh, will receive a dose of 250 times more than the breastfed infant. Oh, and even the proposed, uh, even with proposal of the U.S. Department of Human Services and lower fluoride, blah, 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 and fluoridation schemes, bio-fed infants will still receive up to 175 times more fluoride uh, than the breastfed infant. Even though health agencies in the U.S. and other fluoridating countries have recognized that children are being grossly overexposed to fluoride, 41% of Americans' children aged 12 to 15 now have some form of dental fluorosis. Oh. They are unwilling to concede that fluoride may be impacting the brain. Their approach has been either to ignore the studies completely or to challenge their elements in the methodology of the fluoride brain studies. They have thus far failed to conduct any IQ studies of their own. Sure. What can you do today? The Fluoride Action Network has a game plan to end fluoride water in the Canada and the United States. A fluoride initiative will impact focus on Canada since 60% of Canada is already non-fluoridated. We can get Calgary and the rest of the Canada to stop fluoridating their water. We believe the U.S. will be followed, forced to follow. All right? So, guys, please, you know, stop drinking fluoridated water. Buy the damn spring water. Uh, you know, stay clear of fluoridated water. And with that, we're going to end tonight's show. So, good night, folks. Oh, maybe Enjoy I should, the rest maybe of I should your read evening. this one. We can read that tomorrow. Seven side effects of soda? We can add that for tomorrow. Think so? Yeah. Okay. We'll check us out tomorrow night when we do union news, environmental news, and seven side effects of soda. All right, folks? Huh. All right, good night, everybody. Have a good night. Yeah.